0: Hi, I'm Christina Bryson.
1: This is Spencer Robson.
0: This is Monique Renault, And you're listening to Walk Left, the podcast.
2: And I'm Marty Jadoric. Thanks for joining us. Welcome, trio representing (laughs) Rarely Pure Theatre's 2014 Toronto Fringe production, Valkyrie. So tell me about this show.
3: Valkyrie is a brand new play by Thomas McKechnie, who is a playwright at the Soul Pepper Academy. So we got together with him months ago and asked him if he wanted to write a play for us. So it's kind of fun working with brand new works that was, you know, created for us. And we have the freedom to, to change a lot in rehearsal and, and make it work.
2: So what did you go to him with?
3: We went to him with an image. I had an image of what has happened in my life over the past two years. And I was thinking about writing a play myself, but I did that two years ago and I did not enjoy it. So (laughs) (laughs) it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. So, you know, I thought I would get an actual playwright to do it. So, yeah, we went to him and I said, you know, I had this thought, um, but this is my idea. don't, you know, use your own idea, but using this image, hopefully. And he did it.
2: So image like a a picture that you gave him?
3: Yeah. The image was me shooting someone in the face.
2: Okay, so it wasn't like a, an image <laughs> image. It was no, a, a concept image. Yeah, okay, yes. all right. Mm-hmm. You shooting someone in the face. Yes. And you just wanted a playwright to run with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's uh, he's a friend of one of our good friends, um, Gordon, that's in the Soul Pepper Academy for acting. And uh, we were talking to him because we had done a Shakespeare, we did uh, Pillow Man earlier that year. And uh, we had done a couple of original works, and we wanted to do a few more, but we wanted to approach somebody who was actually specific in mm-hmm. the field of playwriting mm-hmm. instead of just... I mean, when you start a company this early on, it's it's kind of a bunch of actors getting together, trying to wear a whole bunch of hats, right? Yeah. So we wanted to branch out into all the professional veins. And so Gordon pointed us in the direction of Thomas. Uh, and so we met with him, not really knowing if he would be interested. And he was like, yeah, this sounds like a great idea. And he was very open to listen to Moe's story. And she was specific... To say, you know, you don't have to take this and run with it. Just take whatever vibe you get from it, whatever feeling you get from the story, and see what you come up with. And within eight days, he had the first draft. So, it was pretty cool. So,
2: may I ask where this concept came from of someone being shot in the face?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not especially a violent person, but... (laughs) Uh, Two years ago, I I had a child with a partner I've been with for a long time, and I found out that he had been having an affair on me while I was pregnant. So it was a huge thing, I went through a bit of depression and grief, so yeah, I I just started scribbling ideas down just to get my thoughts out, my feelings out, and I I had about 10 pages of all these really dark concepts, and that's where it came from.
2: Wow! Okay. <laughs> Didn't mean to pry. I was just uh-huh. like, wow, oh, that's a potent answer. Uh-huh. Okay.
3: Yeah,
0: but it's cool to see like how someone else takes that and and goes forward with it, especially a male taking on a female's perspective. Sometimes we run into a bit of problems with that, but in general, like, and now we have the Valkyrie image, which in you know for, folklore, they're female goddesses that take slain soldiers from the battlefield and bring them either to heaven or hell basically so it's kind of cool him taking you know someone's personal situation and turning it into like such a big thematic image so now it's a very heightened piece of work it's not about Mo's life in any way Mm -hmm. it's a very heightened thematic piece just about women and power and men and power in general and sexual politics and twists and turns in this weird heightened world and I don't know it's really interesting to see how that grew out of someone's little nugget of an idea. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah, so tell me a bit then more about what, I mean, without giving it away, Mm -hmm. tell me a bit of what what goes Uh, on.
0: It's basically these two women who have found each other and almost found soulmates in each other who have come from similar traumatic pasts and have decided to take it upon themselves to bring justice specifically to men in their case who they feel are wronging women and it is about revenge but in their minds they're doing something bigger they are these valkyrie these these powerful women making a difference so that's where we start and then the conflict of the play is this specific man one night who isn't afraid of death and that completely skewers everything they've ever known and changes their relationship forever
1: I know the one thing that the playwright wanted to explore was revenge, and it's been taken in a bunch of different ways, and I think all three characters in the show Mm -hmm. have vendettas against something or someone Mm -hmm. or very general, say, like a a lifestyle or a a career path or something like that. And they all execute it in very different ways, and it's revealed in different ways, and they manipulate each other to get what they want. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool about the show is that Looking in, it's not exactly clear who's on top mm-hmm. until you reach the very end. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. And then it's just sort of like, what just happened? Yeah. That, that's sort of the vibe that I got when I read the first draft. And then it changed and became more clear in the second. And I think we're on, I don't know, we're on
0: like... like 3.5 or something. Yeah, <laughs>
1: 3.5 or 4.4 4 drafts <laughs> or something. You know, working on a new play, you're always changing something and talking to the, the playwrights. So...
2: So you're dealing with a lot of themes that are really present now in sort of the zeitgeist conversation that's going on. What are you finding for yourselves working on this like what are you what are you are you hitting any nerves as you explore some of these themes for yourselves?
3: A lot of us stop in rehearsals and say, "This is weird, this isn't working," and it's because the world is so different from what we live. It's very extreme these These characters are um are a little effed up psychopaths, psychopaths. <laughs> and so i think we're running into not a problem but just a, a challenge of finding oh, just a different world of humanity
1: it's been a bit of a, a teeter-totter uh, with with different um versions of the script i feel differently about it and i think we're all through working on this show finding out what our personal opinions on the matter are through our characters. And I'm wondering if it's, uh, during rehearsal uh, a lot of times, if it's if it's evident that uh, our opinions are influencing the character or mm-hmm. if the character is actually just being the driving force and not our opinions of the character being a driving force. Uh, and I think that's especially with... Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's all over the news. It's all over... Facebook, it's unavoidable, and I I think it was going in one direction, and then it went in another direction, for for the play, specifically.
0: It's a hard balance, right? Because, you know, we're inundated every day with, you know, stuff about rape culture and, and feminism, and it's finding the balance, because it's hard also to just be like, girl power, rah, rah, rah which is kind of where it starts, and then that gets challenged. But then as soon as someone's challenged that, you're like, oh, that's misogynistic. And maybe it is, but what's the question underneath it? And it's become evident to me. At first, I was worried, and people might still, that a lot of people would be quite offended, actually, by it. Mm -hmm. And it's come a long way. And I think at the end of the day, it's more about the power struggle of these characters, not just male versus female, adulterer versus Valkyrie. (laughs) Right. But it's difficult. Like, I go feeling very unsettled some days and not knowing how I feel about things or if I should be fighting harder or... Yeah, it's it's challenging.
1: I think that's what I like about it, though, Mm -hmm. is because the issue is there. It's very clear that something terrible has happened to these women. But they may not also be great people either. So they take this terrible thing and I think typical play that i would expect to see would have these characters go in a different direction a more positive direction you would want to be behind them but then as the play goes on you realize that they're just as messed up as the things as the people that have affected them and then you're you're sort of on the fence during the second part of the play and then you realize at the end of the show that nobody's in the right that whether something bad has happened to you or not you still have to deal with things as a human being and with a with a moral conscience and I think so far that's that's where it's going. But, again, we're unlocking things every single rehearsal. And <laughs> w- with it becoming more confusing, it's becoming more clear. I don't know if that makes any sense. But, um, yeah, it's interesting.
3: We hit something today in rehearsal. We were having a lot of trouble with um, with who has the power and are the women given enough power in the play. And today our director finally made it about the... The director finally made each character focus on a different character in a way it's about the relationship it's about the relationship so it's not like am i getting enough here am i doing the right thing it's like what am i doing for that person and then all of a sudden it makes sense because it's psychological it's it's personal it's it's about our story
1: Mm -hmm. and you can see them going through it it's not like a giant shift it's not like it comes out of nowhere you can actually see where each character is coming from and why they're doing what they're doing it may be wrong but you can, you can see it happen. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see how people take that. I'm excited for it. And yeah. it's, it's a blessing and a curse to have influence on a new script mm-hmm. because sometimes, I mean, I know I'll catch myself in rehearsal being like, is this difficult because the, the text isn't working or is it difficult because I'm just, I just can't wrap my head around what's going on? Right, because you're
2: sort of finding the balance of going there versus going back to the playwright and saying mm-hmm. this doesn't really work. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so as an actor, it's a challenge that I don't know personally. I've never run into, and uh, it's it's interesting to to sort of kick myself into gear every rehearsal, and it's getting easier and easier, and the play is becoming clearer and clearer, uh, and I think it's just going to be stronger because of it. Because I don't know. I'm I'm used to taking a play that's you know already been published, and you take it, and you do. Um, what you do with it.
0: You just have to.
1: It's you, just yeah, really you have to. You have, you have, have to. no choice. Yeah. but uh, you're
2: contractually obligated yeah, exactly. to not change anything. Yeah. And, uh, our, our... our
1: director said, uh, he said something in rehearsal yesterday. He was like, what's your motive? He said, what's your motivation? Your paycheck. Well, we don't have a paycheck. For this show,
0: but... <laughs> <laughs> and he's been really great too. His name's Bruce Gooch. He's been in the biz really long time. He's also a playwright himself and actor and director and everything. So I think it's been really good to have that outside eye I mean, we're all in it now, which is difficult, but Mm -hmm. have that outside eye and it's like, oh, we're allowed to change that if it doesn't make sense. And it's not Mm -hmm. just the easy way out, but, you know, asking the questions that matter to get us to a point where it may not make linear sense the entire time, but characters need to know why they're doing what they're doing. So that's been really interesting for me to kind of, because I'm sort of sitting and watching this whole thing. I'm included in discussions too, but to watch some tear it apart and then put it back together and you're like, oh. Oh, click! Like, now <laughs> it makes sense. I don't know, that's cool. No,
1: it's so nice, because yeah. if we panic, mm-hmm. he's worked on new plays many times before, so he can just say, it's all right, this is all part of the process, yeah. either we solve it today, or we think on it, and we go into the next rehearsal, and things will become clearer, and it, he's usually right. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have, um, I don't know what I call it, way. Yeah, mentor, helping yeah. hand, just, just someone who has experience to say, it's okay to freak out. We'll figure it out.
2: So in this development process, is the playwright also in the room? Or is it more just it goes back to him based on the director's notes?
1: It's been both. It's been both. Yeah, he shows up when when he can. He's he's very busy with school. But also when we ask him to, when Bruce sends him rehearsal notes or minutes or something, he will um, get to work quickly. Yeah,
0: And he's pretty open. We're like, oh, by the way, we totally cut this anyway. But he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. Yeah. And it's also cool because he's his mentor is Guillermo Verdecchia. So it's kinda cool to know that this play has been talked to with such a seasoned professional and that I don't know how much he's involved or not, but he's had a hand in guiding this playwright and I don't know. It's like it's real or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I think not so much going into it, but it will be interesting to see how a fringe audience specifically reacts to it because a lot of fringe goers expect, you know, clowns and one-man shows and and so at first I was kind of like, Ooh, I don't know guys, it's really dark, I don't know if they're gonna... There, are humor. there is humor in it, but the more we go the more it's just very compelling and you're confused on the issues but then it's not about the issues and I think at the end of the day it will cause a lot of discussions on Car Ride Home, which really is why we're doing theater, so I don't know, I think and that's what the fringe is all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a, a place having to, your beer at
2: the tent, right? And, to and workshop them.
3: these and right, talk in the tent about it, and yeah, yeah. I'd rather this play be a mystery going into it, and then having a lot of discussion afterwards. Yeah. So we're trying to keep it a little secret. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think we're giving an inkling of style, but trying to avoid too much advertisement on content, so that it's mm. a bit of a surprise when you get in
0: there. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you find, as actors working on this script as it's developed, that you have answers for yourselves from this, or are you approaching it in a way of just wanting to stay flexible and open and not really necessarily, like, even nailing it down for yourselves? Like, are your opinions changing and going back and forth as you work on this and as it's developed?
1: It's a a bit of both with more answers come even more questions and i find that um this this character specifically again going back to my point of my opinion uh, try, trying not to let my personal opinion influence what the what the character is doing i'll catch myself all the time doing something that i would assume this person would do based on who i am but this is a, <laughs> these are really messed up people mm-hmm. so it gives me permission to go to go in an area of my own brain that I don't really like to explore and doing that in a healthy environment, like on stage, like with people that I trust, like with a director that I trust, with a play that I'm behind, makes me feel comfortable to actually um, go in that direction.
3: I think that's what's so cool about theater, whether you're watching it or in the show, is that you you have your personal feelings and And, um, you have your personal feelings and opinions about things. And then you get into a show about these issues and they're completely questioned and challenged. So, I mean, I had, I had my opinions going into this very strongly about feminism and things like that. And then at the end of each rehearsal, I just, my views are, this show is expanding my view on all of these topics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no black or white when it comes to any of this. It just gets grayer and grayer and grayer.
1: <laughs> yeah. In, in the best way, though. Yeah. Like, we all come from very different sides. Mm-hmm. Um, not sides, but we've had different experiences with this topic, I guess, like anyone would. Some more extreme and some not. So I kind of like the uh, beer talk after rehearsals to see how everyone mm-hmm. felt about what we had yeah. just done. And that unlocks a lot of. That's um,
0: true.
1: That answers a lot of questions as well. So and and I'm, like I'm really happy to be working with my friends on something like this because that's already a given that we're going to talk about it. So it's just fleshing out more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And again, you've got that that sense of trusting people when you mm-hmm. go there mm-hmm. as an actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I think I want people as. As artistic producer of the company, I'm thinking as a producer sometimes too, while I'm rehearsing as an actor, I'm like, what are people gonna think? What's gonna happen to the company's reputation during the show? And I think I want people to go into Valkyrie knowing that this is an experiment, this is dangerous, it's risky, and to not that we're not a sensitive company. You know, you can have your opinions. Tell us what you think, tell us what's going on, how this should
1: Well, how it affected you too. Yeah. I, th- I think it's really important for us to have feedback, um, and whether it's direct or not. I think, I mean, we're still trying to figure out what it is exactly that that we want to do. Like, we haven't narrowed down our mandate yet because we still want to keep exploring. Uh, and I think even even if this were to have a negative feedback, which really I don't I don't think it I don't think it will. Um, I think that's exciting because mm-hmm. at the at bottom line, it's going to be an entertaining piece. Mm -hmm. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. I think my character is really interesting. I'm having a lot of fun playing him. Mm -hmm. I know that um, everyone else feels the same way to a certain degree, and the issue is going to be tossed around because Mm -hmm. even we're unclear about it. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's something to be afraid of. I think that's something to be really excited about.
0: Especially in such a visceral medium. It's funny. We're talking about it now. I'm thinking about it like all these movies of... War and, and rape and guns and blades and everyone just sits there and takes it in because we like the Hollywood. But then as soon as it's in the same room as you, with these characters that are five that's feet away from you, they're saying these things and doing these horrible things, and like all of a sudden it's it's much more personal. You've automatically started a conversation. And I think that's all we can really hope to do mm-hmm. with something as, as gritty as this.
2: Valkyrie, part of the 2014 Toronto Fringe Festival...
0: Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks,
2: Thanks for you. having yeah. us. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto-based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I enjoyed the little <laughs> shop. Drop the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>